Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Today, Grammy-winning superstar, actress, and now children's book author, Mary J. Blige is here. Plus, Donna takes us backstage with the biggest stars at the iHeartRadio Music Awards. And Jen's book club is in session with Black Candle Women author, Diane Marie Brown. It's today with Hoda and Jenna. It all starts right now. So get everybody. It's Tuesday. It's March the 28th. Happy to see you. Happy to see you. Happy to see you, Jenna. Happy to see you. To be with you next to you. Here's your mint, because that's how we start our days. She brings me something every morning. Yes. Um, This is one of those uh, mornings that, you know, you begin with a real heavy heart when you, you know, you and I have jobs that we do. We are journalists. We interview people. But I think there are certain times where you're like, you know, for a minute, I just want to take my journalism cap off and be a mother. Yeah. And be a mom. And be a human. And talk about, I mean, what happened in Nashville was one of those things that I think a lot of people have become desensitized to. If it's not in your town, you go, oh, what happened? Where? How many people? Oh, and and that that kind of desensitization is yeah. happens. And I think, as you mentioned, we are moms. Mm-hmm. And I, I um, have a friend in Nashville, so I knew of one of the little girls who is nine, who went to school yesterday mm. and who didn't get to come home. Mm. So when Henry came home from work, I said, God, did you see this? Yeah. And I had to whisper oh. because I have a nine-year-old. Uh-huh, uh-huh who was doing her homework. (laughs) And the thought that any of us could send our children on the buses or walking Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. drop them off a carpool Mm -hmm. and not get to hug them again Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. is just beyond. And, and, you know, I, as a book lover, Mm -hmm. I I just have to say, Mm -hmm. and my mom has said this as a librarian, we are worried about giving our kids Judy Bloom and other books that are important to the to the history, to the fabric mm-hmm. of our country. And we aren't worried about sending our kids to schools where they're not safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't understand mm-hmm. what has happened to a country that I know you love, that I deeply. love. No, deeply. It just, that image of the little girl Mm-mm. on the bus. Mm-mm. In the window. And when you think about it, just what you said. You know what's so weird? I was on vacation last week, and there was a woman who hopped up from her chair and started screaming, George, George, my four-year-old George. And I saw the panic. You know the panic when you can't find your kid? She was like, he was just here. She was saying he was just here. And I saw her sprint. And I saw her eight-year-old daughter sprint. And they looked in the ocean. They were looking in the pool. They were sprinting. And I, you know the feeling. It's like you don't see your kid for three minutes. Yes. You're like, what happened? Yes. 
She ended up finding George. All fine. But what I was thinking is, as those parents were rolling up to that school, it's like, where's my kid? Yes. Like, the, if we've all had the fear for a minute of losing yes. sight and how you think that's the last moment. And to imagine those parents lined up going into that school thinking, like, is my, chi- is my child going to run me? There were mothers banging on buses, screaming their kids' names. I have a friend who lives in Nashville yeah. who was telling me about what she had heard about and seen. And she said they were screaming because they had to find their child. So to imagine that these young, little, tiny children are in school sitting there. I mean, I won't let my kids cross the street. I squeeze their hands because maybe a car will turn a corner and I'll have to pull them. Or, you know, my daughter was picking up a knife and I was like imagining a cut. Imagine a cut. So what? Right? Yeah. A cut. Okay, so maybe a band-aid, maybe a stitch. But that's how we are with our children. We're yeah. protective. Anything. But we can't protect them at the place they're most safe. They yeah, should be they should the safest. Be. And and I just was thinking last night too. I mean, I was a teacher yeah. not that long ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was, yeah. what, 15 years yeah. ago, max. Yeah. Yeah. We did not do drills. Yeah. I was not scared. And I taught in the most marginalized areas yeah. of this country. Yeah. I was not scared going to school. Right. I talked with teachers yesterday yep. for a totally different yeah. assignment. Yeah. Teachers are expected to protect their children versus guns that are yeah, scary. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you think about what can happen in such a short period of time, I mean, what happened in that school and within 15 minutes, I mean, the police were there quickly. They, I mean, they were heroic. They came in 14 minutes and that gunman was got that she was down and that was it. And so in the short amount of time that it takes to Think about it. You blasted through the windows. You go into a school and you just do that horrible, irrevocable harm. Like that's, I think it's just as a, you know, as a mother, like forget about any of the other things, you know, as moms, you think about it. And there was this moment that appeared by chance if you're watching some of the coverage, I think this was on Fox news, but they had a live camera that was up and they were waiting for a reporter to position in front of it. And then this woman, a mom who had been, um, her family had experienced a school shooting herself somewhere else kind of came into frame. I think we have that. Aren't you guys tired of covering this? Aren't you guys tired of being here and having to cover all of these mass shootings? I'm from Highland Park, Illinois. My son and I survived a mass shooting over the summer. I am in Tennessee on a family vacation with my son visiting my sister-in-law. I have been lobbying in D.C. since we survived a mass shooting in July. I have met with over 130 lawmakers. How is this still happening? How are our children still dying and why are we failing them? I mean, how is it still happening? That's exact. There, I, there cannot be a person alive who's not asking yes. that question. Anybody. Forget politics. Forget everything. Isn't how every is it, mom yeah. and dad yeah. sitting there thinking, yeah. what What's is happening, happening to yeah. this? Yeah. I think in life, sometimes you get desensitized to things yeah. because they happen often. Yeah. I still remember I came back from maternity leave um, and I came back on the set and there was a school shooting. And I remembered that. It was like, I remember the headline, like, it's happening again. And it was just that way. Here it is. It's happening again. And I remembered thinking that this is how it's being seen and treated. Yeah. It's happening again and yeah. again and again and again and again. You know, I mean, you know. You and just, it's, and it, you know, words, I think you, we see moms like that that just happened yeah. to be there. Yeah. 
those are the women yeah. and the men too yeah. who are going to change things. Yes. But let's not fail our kids. Yes. I actually think when these kids graduate and grow up and decide what they want to do with their lives professionally, that, that those will be the ones who change. It's a long time to wait, quite yeah. frankly. But you think about every kid from Columbine on who has sat in a classroom or known someone who sat in one. They say we have a school shooting that hurts or kills someone once a week in this country. Once a week. We've had 13 already. That's once a week. So that was the stat we started with today. And I was like, once a week, once a week. So we have to decide, you know, if that's the way you kind of want to live your yeah. life. And the answer yeah. is absolutely nobody wants to live like that. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, you know, and I, and I will say, you mm. know, to all those teachers, oh, all gosh. of the um, counselors who are there mm. today mm-hmm. in all the schools, mm-hmm. because our kids are going to read mm-hmm. about this and mm-hmm. hear about this that are mm-hmm. hugging kids. Mm-hmm. We have Mary J. Blige on a little later on the mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. She talks about mm-hmm. a teacher. Oh, who changed her life, who believed in who, her, who saw and believed in her. And, and she also talks about, and she's such an inspiring person. Yeah. And I thought like, what a perfect day to have someone who is full of light and love and warmth and overcoming and resilience. And resilience. Cause she didn't, all, you know, as a little girl, she mm-hmm. felt that love mm-hmm. that, that she felt like she could do anything. And then the mm-hmm. world slowly broke her. And it's yeah. like, how can we help? Yeah. Well, um, we, where the world doesn't yes. break. Yes. All of these beautiful kids. We're going to visit with Mary J. We've got a, we've got a really nice show for you too. I hope you all stay with us right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Mary J. Blige is known by many, many titles. Grammy winner, (laughs) Emmy winner, Oscar nominee, fashion icon, music legend, and just an all-around awesome human being, really. Yes, but our latest project is simply all about Mary. We're talking about her new children's book. It is a beautiful book about hope. It's inspired by her own childhood. It's called Mary Can. Mary Can. Mary (laughs) Can. Mary did. It's actually not inspired from my childhood. It's inspired from my Grown-up life. Grown-up grown life. Up life. Because yeah. as a child, you didn't feel... As a child, I was... I didn't, I didn't care what people said. And my mother was not a person that was um, held back by what people thought or 
told her she couldn't do. And my grandma, they were very courageous people. So when you saw but, them, did you emulate? Were you like, wow, if they can, I can? Is that kind of what you thought? I did until I became a teenager. Yeah. And I became a teenager and things got really rough. And then I became a grown-up and things got even worse. Yeah. So when they got worse, you know, I was being bombarded by people that was very, they were very, very negative to my life. You can't. Mm-hmm. You won't. You, you know, you're this. You're ugly. I mean, I was in a relationship that said, you're, you know... You're not this. You're not that. You can't. You're, you're not attractive. This person's better looking. This person's more talented. This, I mean, I was going through. Can I say the word? Yeah, hell. hell. So I, when I when I got out of that situation, you know, the skies opened up. Everything was beautiful for me. And this children's book came out of that bad situation. How bad did yeah. it have to get for you to say enough? Like, because we, it, you know, when change happens so gradually, when someone speaks badly to you for a minute, mm. you think it's, and then they apologize. And then, then later it's worse and worse and worse. And suddenly you look at yourself and say, like, how did I get here but in, know, in this? You know, I actually thought, I actually started to believe it because when you love someone and you don't love yourself, you know, that's what, what, what happens. You, you, you stay longer. You know, and I stayed a very, very long time. And then one day um, I just got tired of like hating myself and feeling that feeling. And I was watching. I was bringing this up. I I was searching for a way to to heal and not be insecure and not go through all these things that I was going through. And um, T.D. Jakes, like I was saying, he, he said he said what you think about you and say about you and believe about you is more effective and important than anyone than what anyone can say about you. And when I when I tell you that thing clicked, like it, it just really, really clicked for me. Mm-hmm. And that's where how I began to move out of the relationship and move out of that dark place because I began to speak the words, you know, like my, the, the title of my album, Good Morning Gorgeous, yeah, Good Morning good morning. Mary, Good Morning Gorgeous, Good Morning I Love You, Good Morning I Need You, Good Morning You're Beautiful, Good Morning You're a Masterpiece. <laughs> you know, whatever God says about you, whatever you believe about you is, you know, is, is what's going to, what you're going to have. Yeah. So I started speaking positive words over my life and boom. Yeah. You know, like everything. Like, you know, good morning. Good you're morning. You're a masterpiece. You're yeah. a masterpiece. That's my favorite. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think people watching. Mm. Mm-hmm. Will think, how could this be possible? You're obviously so beautiful. Yeah. You are a talent yeah. beyond, beyond. You've yeah. won all these awards. And yet you didn't see that in yourself yeah. no. right away. No. What are some pra- practical things women yeah. can do yeah. if they're struggling? Just speak something. So this is what I did. I never thought I was gorgeous ever in my life. Mm-hmm. So I had to speak something that was that I didn't believe. Yeah. I didn't believe I was gorgeous. So I started saying, good morning, gorgeous. Yeah. And and really just saying it, no matter how bad I didn't believe it or how bad it hurt to say it, I said it and I kept saying it. And after a while, it began to manifest in my heart. Yeah. And then it man- began to manifest outside my body. And I began to actually see it. Oof. You know, I felt it like, you know, I'm a beautiful person. My, my heart is gorgeous. I'm a giver. I'm a lover. You know, I'm a nurturer. I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. <laughs> and then I began to see it outside. So you just, just what you think about you, that's, you have to, you have to keep you together yeah. because no one, you can't depend on your husband. You can't depend on your boyfriend. Yeah. And I'm just saying this out of experience. Yeah. Yeah, sure. You can't depend on your family to say you're great. You got, you have to figure out a way to know you're great. Yeah. And did you think you always, what I was thinking is you were raised by two women who 
told you you were great. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in the deep in your belly, you knew it, even though this person popped in and tried to rob you of that. It was, oh, it may have been dormant, but it was always in there somewhere. And and I woke it up when I began to speak to it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because my mom was always a beautiful, confident, strong woman. Never seen her cry. Never seen her complain. Always, you know, I'm so fly. I'm so fine. You know, this (laughs) this has been her all our lives. So she was not that. But. In the environment we lived in, a lot of women were, were very depressed yeah. and very yeah. down on themselves. And I think I probably took a lot, you know, of that mm-hmm. with me. And then when I became a teenager, it, it got worse. Yeah. Then when I got married, yeah. it, it, you know, whatever darkness or, you know, negativity I had for myself was being nurtured by a negative person saying, you can't, you won't. Just and, and, you know. You know how to happen. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Um, you said we, we, we talk about you a lot mm-hmm. on the show because yeah. we admire you so much. And you said you're in the phase of loving you mm-hmm. and that you even take yourself out on dates. I do. What do you do? What, Tell us about I, a we want to go on a date with you. So let me what? tell you about a date. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> a date with Mary. Wait a, a minute. Date with Mary. <laughs> I want to hear. I mean, the, the dates with Mary are very intimate. <laughs> Those kind of dates. We, we no, no. We go to dinner. Ooh. We go to dinner. Yeah. We go to dinner. We we'll watch a movie. Yeah. And then we'll just drink some wine. Yeah. And then we'll just, By the way, we'll just chill. Give ourselves a hug. You know. <laughs> what do you order? order? What do you order? Sometimes we'll go to Nobu. Ooh. Oh, Sometimes. I love it. I love Nobu. Oh. That cod. Oh, that black cod is the yeah. best. That's my that's my girlfriend's spot though. When I go, what, yeah, with all my girls. girlfriends, we go there. But who's your bestie? Who's your number? Who's your? I have a lot of. I have, I have a, a tribe. I have yeah, a team tribe. of amazing. I mean, amazing women yeah. surrounding me that I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. We got more to talk about. Yeah. Okay. Again, the book right here is called Mary Can. That's an incredible project. You have other stuff you're working on. We're going to talk more about that, including her new talk show coming up right after this. <laughs> <laughs> We are back with the incredible Mary J. Blige. She has a new children's book out. It's called Mary Can. She's also starring in season three of Power Book 2, Ghost, on Stars. I mean, first of all, it's so interesting and wonderful to watch you act. I know you've yeah. acted, obviously, multiple times. Was this something that you always sort of wanted to do? Was it something you studied and you said, I want to try that? Or did it just kind of come what acting? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, when I was in um, elementary school, um, my music teacher, Miss Sweeney, she was putting this play together, this Christmas play, and she put me in the Christmas play to sing and to act, and I did really well. The, the chatter around school was that Mary, Mary can act, so it was in my heart to do it. But then again, I got I became a teenager. The dream yeah. left my head, yeah. and then um, it came back to me when I uh, got in the music business, mm-hmm. and so it came back to me uh, through the. My first gig was the Jamie Foxx show, yeah. mm-hmm. and I played Ola May, whatever her name was. So that was, <laughs> but I had to play a singer, so you know it, it came back to me like that. And then I began, and then people began to call. So I said, "Oh, well, maybe I really can do this." Yeah, you really yeah. can do wow. it. Wow, Mary really can. Yeah. Okay, and now you have a new talk show, mm-hmm. which we're really, really into because it's it's super fresh, uh-huh. it's super intimate. Y'all mm-hmm. talk about everything. Yeah, T- tell tell us how it came about. Well. Um, the wind down was an idea I had when uh, 
the first quarantine. Yeah. I was drinking wine every day. It's your wine, too, because I was drinking it. By the way, your wine is Your wine, she gave us your wine when she was on the show, and I feel like that got me through the pandemic. Thank you. It got me through, too. So the first quarantine, um, I um, released my wine, uh, Sun Goddess, on uh, Mm wine.com. And that's when everybody was drinking. It went sold. It was sold out. It was sold out. And I was drinking every day, too. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to reach out to people and, and let them know I was human and, and see how they were feeling. So that's where the, the, the idea for the wind yeah. down came from, just uh-huh. just to get, speak candidly and have my friends speak candidly about how they're feeling, like my celebrity friends yeah. speak to other people. Like, you know, I don't I hate to say normal, regular people, yeah. but people in the world mm-hmm. that were going through all the same things. So these will be like kind of intimate conversations and just that kind of thing. Yeah. Intimate, but you know, questions that we go over with, with, with everyone. Them. So everybody's protected and you are saying what you want to say. We're not setting you up yeah, totally. to be exposed. You can expose yourself if you want. I don't, that's, Did I don't you, do that. Were you always open about your wounds? Like, I feel like mostly when you sit down here, you're not shy or afraid mm-hmm. to talk. Some people don't like to talk about their wounds. They just feel like it makes them appear weak mm-hmm. or something. I mean, I was not always open, but um, when I did my sophomore album, My Life, that's when I began to speak because yeah. I was in so much pain yeah. that I had to put it somewhere. Yeah. And then when I put it out, the music out, four, mi- four million people were my fans now responded and said, Mary, we're feeling it too. Oh. So right there, I said, okay, I got a responsibility. And, and the responsibility is to share as much as I can without being naked. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's a good, you have to that's keep a good a way. Little bit yeah. I always say I have to keep my bra and my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to keep underwear. No, I have to keep those. I got to keep them. <laughs> it's a long story, Mary. We'll tell you another time. <laughs> okay, wait. Everybody is so excited yeah. because you have a festival. Yes. Strength yes. of the Woman Festival. Yes. It's in Atlanta in May. What can people expect? So this is our second annual Strength of a Woman mm-hmm. Festival. It's huge. Um, it's entertainment. It's um, panels with amazing um, women yeah. that have stories. Like, you guys can come and speak if oh. you want to. Okay. It's it's huge. We have, I mean, the lineup this year is crazy. We have Lauren Hill. We have um, Method Man. We yeah. have myself, yeah. Jodeci. Like, we, people wow. have seen Jodeci. So, it's it's a big, big deal in Atlanta. And um, there's um different, there's comedy. There's a comedy show uh, here, you know, like different buildings have different things yeah. happening. You, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's it sounds it's, awesome. It's, it's, it's major. Inspiring. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just like you. If we yeah, come, can you. we go to Nobu afterwards? <laughs> well, yeah, by you at least you Nobu out there, but they have this other spot that's really good. Okay. Can what we go? Called? You I forgot. <laughs> Well, we'll remember let's, later. Let's try no. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. Try no okay. We'd love yeah. to. All right. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. You're welcome. We adore you. You're welcome. You can find Mary Can on today.com slash books. And you can catch new episodes of Power Book 2 Ghost Fridays on Stars. The girls will love it. Your it's sons so will love good. it. I, I, by love the way, it. it's kid approved. Yeah. My kids read yeah. it last night. Yes. Two thumbs up. <laughs> Speaking of stars, Donna caught up with some of the biggest backstage at last night's iHeartRadio Music Awards coming up right after this. The City Music Series on Today is proudly presented to you by City. (laughs) It was another big night in Los Angeles. And y'all, guess who made an appearance at the 10th annual iHeart Radio Music Awards? You're not going to believe it. Who? Our girl Donna. Or Donna, you're so lucky, man. You get the best assignments. How was it? I know they're my favorite assignments, Hoda and Jenna. These awards celebrate the most played artists and songs on iHeartRadio stations and the iHeartRadio app. So we went backstage and we caught up with some of the biggest presenters, performers, and winners of the night. Check it out. 
Music's biggest stars were out in force at the iHeartRadio Awards, a night of celebration and acknowledgement for top performers, including Pink, who received the night's Icon Award. I usually do try to joke or be self-deprecating in these moments, but I want to be a better friend to myself. In your speech, you talked about how you are making vulnerability your life's work. What did you mean by that? Well, I think we hide from it. We, you know, people that come across tough are the most sensitive people in the world. And I believe that showing up and being able to feel is important. It's hard for a lot of us. This was me accepting a compliment for the first time in my life. So I'll take it. Why now? Because I have my kids with me and life is short. No. Oh. Kelly Clarkson for yes. a second and Pat Benatar. Kelly came over here and she was saying how excited she was and how into you she is. She's always been the most consistently kind, positive energy. She's one of the greatest voices of our time, if not the greatest in my opinion. She is a really good person and I love her so deeply. The feeling clearly mutual. We're both pretty bold and confident women, and and we know what we like, and um, I've loved her since her very first record. You just announced that your upcoming album, Chemistry, um, is telling a story about your love life and about divorce. About, yeah, relationships, right? And how they have full arcs and... You know, there's really great times with it and there's hard times with it. So, yeah, it's definitely about like a relationship from beginning to end. So, yeah, it's all there. Is performing in Vegas going to be a catharsis for you? Um, I think it's just going to be fun in the sense that like Mama's got a lot of jobs. Like I gave them 10 shows. They wanted more. (laughs) I was like, no, Um, because I just need a little bit of a summer. I'm a single mom as well. So um, I want to make sure I get time with my kiddos. The show opening on a somber note from host Lenny Kravitz after the school shooting on Monday in Nashville. I want to take a moment to send some of that healing love to the families of the innocent people that lost their lives at the Covenant School today. As the best new country artist, what is your message to the community in Nashville? We gotta be better. You know, we have to be better. Nashville's in, in our hearts tonight and we're uh, just wanting them to know that we love them and we're, we're behind them. Authenticity, a big theme of the evening. Taylor Swift winning best song of the year and also receiving the Innovator Award. The thing with these exciting nights and moments, you know, they're shining a light on the choices I made that worked out. I really, really want everyone to know, especially young people, that the hundreds or thousands of dumb ideas that I've had are what led me to my good ideas. You have to give yourself permission to fail. Best new pop artist Jax celebrating her big moment with her mom and dad. When you were raising Jax, was this your biggest wish for her to fulfill her dream? Yeah, that, that, that would have been our wish, regardless of what she would have chosen to do if she was happy. And nothing made her more happy than this. So we supported it. And I love that they're holding this like a baby. I think they're expecting a grandbaby soon. Yeah, they, that is true. They are. And they'll, I will send them home with my award because they'll love it even more than I will, which says a lot. It was a night I was grateful to be a part of. Trust me, it was spectacular. Before you leave, can I do a trust fall? You want me to catch you? I will catch you. I you am, want me to hold that? I am strong like bull. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. Ready? One, two, three. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't let you go any further Like a further trust fall, baby. 
I mean, that was a bonding moment for life for Pink and me. And, you know, music is powerful. No matter the journey you're on, it unifies all of us. And I think last night was a really great representation of that. And I know that that we all bond over music and we love uh, how healing it can be. Yes, Donna, for sure. And we loved that. I love that bond between Kelly and Pink. That is, I didn't, I I knew they were friends, but I didn't know it was like that. That was a beautiful interview, Donna. Donna, thank you for taking us behind the scenes. It was a lot of fun. Coming up next, thank you. you. Coming up next, she gave up her dream of becoming an author. And now, Diane Maureen Brown is out with her debut novel, She Never Gave Up. We're going to talk about black candle women right after this. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. Now to this month's Read with Jenna Book Club author, Diane Marie Brown. Her debut novel is called Black Candle Women, and we're going to talk to Diane all about it in a moment. But first, a little more about the spellbinding story. At the beginning of Black Candle Women, we meet three generations of Montrose women living together in a quaint California bungalow. They depend only on each other and the unspoken bond of magic between them. That is until Nikki, the youngest family member, brings home her first love interest. As their family secrets slowly reveal themselves, each woman is forced to face up to her past decisions, dating all the way back to a tiny storefront in 1950s New Orleans. Can the women work together to undo a decades-old curse? Or will they be torn apart, destined never to love again? Ooh, Diane, those that haven't read it are picking it up right now. Good morning. We also want to say hey to all of our Read with Jenna members joining us this morning. Mm -hmm. I think they're all from New Orleans, too, so this is so much fun. Diane, we've talked about this a lot, but this is your debut novel. Yes. And it's a long time coming, right? It has been. I started this over 10 years ago. I finished it over 10 years ago and, uh, you know, didn't— find an agent. I revised and tried and tried again. And um, an opportunity came up and I found a great editor and a great agent um, through an open call, which is not really a traditional way that books get published. And um, it all came together. So I just think it was timing, I think, is very important. And 
uh, it found you, which was wonderful. <laughs> and so I think this it um, this was the right time for for the book. It's so interesting that you had something written and you shopped it. Like I think this is good, but people told you it wasn't good. Other, otherwise, they would have published it. Yeah. Right. What did, what did that do to your confidence? Did you think, well, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Definitely questioned, you yeah. know, my, my abilities and, uh, you know, did I, was this dream never going to happen? Uh, do I need to, I had started working on something else and then put this Aside. away, but, um, I just really loved these, these women. They kept coming <laughs> back to me. And so that's why I couldn't let the story well, go. You're right about timing. Yes. It's <laughs> happening right on time. By the way, there was, we don't always have big breaking news on this program, but we do today. <laughs> big breaking news. You and Jenna are going to turn your incredible book into, into a TV show. A TV show. Yes. We are. With Carla Waddles, who is an yes. incredible writer. Uh, she did Fresh Prince. She is doing Fresh Prince right now. Wait a minute. On Peacock. <laughs> so we get to work with so her. So who are you guys casting? What's happening? Oh, well, we don't. <laughs> Do you have any ideas? Let's well, throw Mary Jane. Oh, Let's call her. <laughs> she Mary was Jane. just on. Wait, Why didn't we ask Okay, her? we're going to take her to Nobu and we'll figure <laughs> okay. it all out. Okay. Oh, she would be um, great. You know, so many women probably quit on their dreams. Mm -hmm. They think, mm -hmm. you know, people have said no enough. Yes. What kept you going? Mm -hmm. Well, writing is just something that I, I just enjoy. You know, I, I have a day job or a couple of day jobs. <laughs> I, I work as a, a professor. I'm a public health professional, um, which I love those jobs as well. But you can have more than one dream. You can do more than one thing. And But writing is something that always makes me happy. And so when I would go back and I develop these stories, um, I felt in a comfortable place. And so um, that's why I felt compelled to just keep going. Wow. We're so glad you did. I We're so know. glad you did. Well, you're going to stick around. Oh, we've okay. got some beautiful viewers from New Orleans who have got some questions for you. We'll do that right after the break. So good. You're so good. I am. And we're back with this month's read with Jenna author Diane Marie Brown. Her debut novel, it is called Black Candle Women. Okay, since New Orleans is kind of a character yeah. in this novel, we invited some of our readers from Baldwin and Company Bookstore and NOLA to join us on Zoom. They've got some questions for you, Diane. I love that we have some New Orleans readers. <laughs> yes. Our first question is from Farah, and it's about mother and daughter relationships. Hi, Farah. Hello. First, I want to say I absolutely love this book. And my question is, Victoria's fraught relationship with Madeline is clearly evident, yet she continues to give her mother grace throughout the story. What I want to know is, why was it important to you to show this side of Victoria? And what do you hope others who may, deal, may be dealing with this same type of relationship will glean from this aspect of the story? Such a good question. Yes, yes. Thanks for that question. Um, so, yes, um, mother-daughter relationships are complicated. And so in this story, we have a few different mother-daughter <laughs> relationships. And so uh, Victoria's mother, Madeline, has uh, she's disappointed her. She's taken advantage of her. And she's coming back into her life. And uh, I think she doesn't want to give her grace, but the other women in the family do so. And I think that um, allows her to let herself um, open up and allow her back into the the, the family. Um, but it's really about forgiveness is really mm -hmm. what I wanted to, mm -hmm. to, to, sh 
to share, you know, the uh-huh. value and importance of forgiveness for the person who is doing the forgiving. For, yeah, I, I mean, this, sure. by the way, this book for Mother's Day, I know we're still a bit out, but it's so much about the love of what we pass down yeah, um, and what we carry. Speaking of daughters, yes. I think your two daughters are right. <laughs> I mean, we have to shout them out. <laughs> there they are. We can kind of, there you are. Well, we see you guys. Happy y'all are here. We've got our next question from Jared. That's about the power of lineage. Hey, Hey, hey. hey, everyone. Um, so on a really deep level, I think making the choice to center Boudin and Hoodoo with the women of this book and the city of New Orleans is not something to be taken lightly when one considers who you are and your lineage. Can you discuss the power of home, lineage, and remembrance and how they help you conceive this story? Wow, what a great, great question. question. It is, yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time in New Orleans when I was young. We would travel there. That's where my family's from, and we spent mm. a lot of time there. And so I definitely want to bring that as an element into the story. Um, but something that I thought about when writing the story is just the things that we pass on. Uh, we pass, of course, our genetics, but uh, our decisions impact future generations in ways that we can't really fathom. And so I think about decisions that my ancestors made that shaped me and things that I do right now in my life that uh, shape my, uh, you know, grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And um, in this story, we see those things pass along. This, These characters, they just happen to pass along uh, the spirituality of voodoo and the craft of hoodoo mm-hmm. um, as a part of their lineage. Didn't you find a book or something that kind of inspired, was the catalyst for that part of the story? Yes. So I, I read a book about um, hoodoo, um, well, a few, including uh, some of the work of Zora Neale Hurston, yeah. um, but just that really inspired a lot of the ideas that I had. Wait, you have a couple book recommendations, right? Yes. Uh, there's uh, some similar stories. There's a book by a woman named E.M. Tran yeah. called Daughters of the New Year uh, that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Lost Apothecary by Ooh. Sarah Penner, which I think has a similar type of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a book called What the Fireflies Knew and All That She Carried by Tia Miles. Oh, I Ooh. love those. All good picks. But, and by the way, guess what? If you're in New York today, you're really lucky. Yes, because Diane is going to be doing a special signing at 11 o'clock. So y'all come on down. Six minutes. It, come on. <laughs> it's at the shops at NBC Studios. So come in. And for more on Black Candle Women, head today com slash read with Jenna. Get it wherever you buy your books or possibly that wonderful independent bookstore in New Orleans. You're right. You're right. And by the way, it's 49th between 5th and 6th. If you happen to be in Manhattan, if you want to take come a to cab, the, let's go. The one train and the B and the C. <laughs> All right. We'll be back right after this. Thank you, Diane. Great job. 11 minutes. Not much warning. That's all right. All right, in case you haven't heard, you can now stream all four hours of today plus your local NBC station as a bundle all on Peacock Live. Yeah. And that's so great. So it's all available as part of Peacock's new Mornings News Live collection. For details, head to Peacock.com slash Morning News. One spot to get everything. All right, coming up tomorrow, home decor on a budget with Preston Conrad. And a delicious meatloaf from the queen of soul food, Melba Wilson. Bye. Bye. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance. 
while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.